the college football experience, Stanford Cardinals, 2022 season preview episode on the sports gambling podcast networks presented by win bet, bet a hundred dollars at win bet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash win bet. That's sports gambling podcast.com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP vanish. IP vanish is the official VPN of SGP. And they're offering 70% off. If you go to IP vanish.com slash SGP, that's IP vanish.com slash S G P. We're also brought to you by draft day 2.0. Yes. Make sure to check out draft day 2.0 starting August 9th at noon Pacific where Ryan real money Kramer will begin drafting for 24 straight hours. Yes. The fantasy football marathon will raise money for Daryl, a loyal listener who was injured in a motorcycle accident. So head over to sports gambling podcast.com slash draft day for more details. Draft day 2.0 coming to you soon. Hey, what's up? You degenerate gamblers. This is bill Burr and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome. Welcome to the college football experience. Stanford Cardinal 2022 season preview episode. My name is Kobe Swiggin, database dad, AKA pick Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. I smoke and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. <laughs> Dundee went to the land down under and locked up Stanford on the under last year and that thing came cashing the fuck in. <laughs> but I like Stanford and I want them to uh, to, you know, bounce back. I am joined by my co-host. He likes them. Give him up. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating sideline kiss stealing, a wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi. Yes, 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 yes. Stanford Cardinal football. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, yeah. Go to the farm. Go to the farm. Stanford fans, please support football. Uh, Patty C. This is a rich program. I mean, do I? Uh, should I just fire it up? This is the Stanford Cardinal, aka quarterback. You. Bold statement, but well, Jim Plunkett might have something to say about it. John Elway might have something to say about it. Hey yo. Uh, Babe Laufenberg might have something to say about it. <laughs> Todd Husak might have something to say about it. Andrew Luck might have something to say about it. Davis Mills might have something to say about it. I'm probably forgetting 30 others. Tabita Pritchard might have something there to say about go. it. There you go. There you go. I mean, Steve Stenstrom. There we go. Let's go deep. Let's go deep. And, and now. do we and look? 
Tanner McKee, does he have something to say about it? I think it? he might. But how about the amount? I mean, look, I can nor I I nor I don't give a shit about race, right? Yeah. But I find it hilarious the amount of white running backs that have came out of Stanford. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know I could care less about race, but Tommy, Tommy Vardell. Vardell. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Toby Gerhardt. Toby Gerhardt. Christian McCaffrey, and I still think I'm forgetting one. There may be. I another. still think I'm forgetting one from the '90s. But that's probably like three of the top five <laughs> white running backs over the last 30 years have come out of Stanford. Uh, look, they are weird. I don't know how, why that happens, but uh, I mean, it's not like those guys are. Like, I mean, they they have to their credit. Ha- Brad gone- Muster. I knew I was forgetting. Oh, wow, one. I didn't yeah, realize he was yeah. a Stanford guy. I'll say this: uh, Barry Sanders Jr. Right. Emmett Smith. So they're starting to change their MO and go after some. <laughs> but you lose royalty. enough, you're like, all right, enough with these white guys. Right? <laughs> Actually, those are like their best guys. I feel like McCaffrey. <laughs> they should, they should go, get the old yeah, white team. They should have gone and gotten uh uh who's the guy uh Clemson right now? The uh the running back. Oh, oh, I know you're talking about uh I'm drawing a blank, I'm but I know Will Will Shipley. Shipley, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Uh, but this is a rich John Ritchie, another one that got drafted fullback. Is he a Stanford head? Stanford guy. Gosh. I mean, this program though produces. They they've actually done a great job producing talent. You know what? It John is? Lynch, Glenn Milburn. You know, uh, you go on and on. James Lofton, Toy Cook, um, Ed McCaffrey, Father McCaffrey, Lester Archambault was a good defensive end for the Atlanta Falcons. You go through the ranks here. Troy Walters, a wide receiver, was a monster in college. Uh, well, what, they're what, what far more talented than most people think they are. You know, I think most people think of Stanford and they think academic restrictions on recruiting, but they do pretty darn well. You know, yeah. That so. I mean, this is one we've talked about forever, and I would challenge the audience, mainly not not the audience, but the Stanford Cardinal fans, uh, is to. Uh, Put your put your money up. Let's get the football program going. You know, we just see USC say say fuck you to the rest of the Pac-10. Yeah, you know, life can exist after after USC with the Pac-10, especially if they go and grab San Diego State and some other schools. But if Stanford just says, you know what, we're going to invest in football, yeah. that's all it takes. Like people do not realize the amount of money, the the amount of like NIL could be a Stanford could be the best team, and they could be a top five team every year. I agree. I mean, the teams that like are competing. I mean, there are academic restrictions that on the player Stanford can get. So I'm saying you will cha- make majoring in football something. There you, you can go. Do. There you go. Football factory Stanford. Uh, I do think uh, though you're right that they would be. They're on a ve- already on a very short list without like a full cultural and financial investment um, for those top players that are also academically. Elite, I would say. Yeah. Um, with Notre Dame, probably who else? Michigan on a national scale competing for some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. But who? Uh, I don't know. Maybe Texas, a couple. Like I mean, Harvard. Yeah, but I, I don't uh, think Texas. No. Texas. I think I feel like Texas could probably attract just based on its academic reputation, some super high end academic huh. slash uh, football quality guys. Maybe Kevin Hogan, by the way, another quarterback. That recently oh, there was drafted. You go. Yeah. There you go, Northern Virginia guy. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Either way, I mean, I, I really think this program has the potential to blow up, and it would be an investment. The university would make money. So to me, if if they're so smart, Patty C, because I can say this, normally, like if you see how much money 
these higher end institutions in college football make. Yeah. Well, it makes a lot is, of sense to invest. They have so much money. They don't they, care. Yeah, I know. They want their reputation to be academics first. And so if football takes Look, away still from that, saying academics, but you can go out with your NIL deal. You can pretty much beat. They're like the, the richest university in the fucking nation. Yeah. You can beat anybody. Right. And you wonder what Stanford would be if they went back up and started playing big boy football, probably a lot like St- uh, Stanford is uh, or Harvard. I uh, meant it, what Harvard would be. But yeah, Stanford. Uh, Stanford is they're they're elite, and they're they're really I would say with Notre Dame as the only two teams that put because I feel like Michigan will allow some, you know, they they don't have quite the same academic standard on their football players. And I, I think I feel like uh, Stanford has an even higher academic standard than Notre Dame does. I think they're kind of in a league of their own in terms of like what they require of their football players and. The quality yeah. of football player that they're getting. Well, and uh, I know that transfer portal, like they they've they haven't really brought in like they've been really people wonder what happened. Stanford was rolling with with David Shaw, you know, two losing seasons in three years. Um, a they schedule absolutely fucking crazy. Yeah, I had them rated as the number one hardest schedule in college football last year. That's why I smashed the under, and that's why I hit the under. Um, We'll get to that in a minute. And also they, the transfer portal, they don't, I, they, they, they have one guy coming in this year, but over the past couple of years, they yeah. haven't had anybody. Also, they just haven't been able to get the same explosive players. Like when they had guys like Ty Montgomery, um, that's a legit, like four, three guy that jumped off the screen. You're like, Holy crap. They got speed too to go along with that pro style, smash the ball with Wisconsin stuff. And that's like every team that does that thing. If it, whether it's Wisconsin, Iowa, basically any white guy football team, if you can throw some speed on the edges, then all of a sudden you become a dangerous team. They haven't had that recently. Still, though, if they wanted to, uh, they okay. They're coming off a three and nine season, right? They played twelve power fives last year. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing to yourself? Yeah, I mean. That is harder than anything, and 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 might I add in, th- uh, a three-game road stretch, then a two-game road stretch. <laughs> I mean, they basically. I mean, that's just unbelievable. Three-game road stretch. Yes. Jeez, a flip. Um, uh, yeah, that's not going to get it done if you're really trying to uh, be a competitive, uh, you know, team that that goes deep and has a shot at a, a conference championship, and then b maybe even bigger things. You got to stop doing that. And the fact that they were able to maintain their high level against those odds is very, very impressive. But lo and behold, if you go back to 19, the, the, I mean, I'm not using COVID because that season was weird. You go back to 19, they had a four and eight season. Uh, They had 11 power fives and their 12th game was at UCF. Yeah. (laughs) They, They are scheduling absolutely fucking crazy. And I, unfortunately, if I'm David Shaw, you got to sit there and be like, what are we doing guys? Yeah. What are we doing? What are we, what are we trying to accomplish as a program? And and here's my point is that uh, look, they, they, they did beat some, they beat Oregon last year. They beat USC. They beat Vanderbilt. Um, if you had just laid a couple cupcakes in there, you would have been bowling. Yeah. Like I know they have the nine game conference schedule. Obviously you'd probably want it to be eight if you were Stanford, but still, all right, at least you'd be fringe bowling. If you have two more, two more, uh, you know, if you, if you have two, two cupcakes in there, right. 
Um, I mean, I commend him. I think it's fantastic. If you're a Stanford fan, this is great. You give I mean, yourself it, a little break aside not, from not getting the actually. What's that? I said, if you're a Stanford fan, this is great because you play all these great teams. But no, it's not. It's not. You'd rather have a, a cupcake. Yeah. And it's a loaded deck against you from the start before the, the ball ever kicks. Yeah, nine game conference slate, and then this year, two out of three hard nine conference, very hard nine conference games. Last year, three out of three, like you yeah. said. Yeah, I mean, shit. I'd say the past two full seasons, not including COVID, uh, pretty, you're pretty much playing twenty four power five teams. Uh, I'm counting UCF there, but yeah, when you do that, even if you're having an elite season, I think the 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 ceiling. Should I just be think wear like and tear nine also. and three. I think even Alabama yeah. would lose two yeah. if they're playing twelve good yeah. power fives. So uh, let's hop into this year because you know last year they they definitely had their issues, but David Shaw is back at head coach. Patty, see what do you make of old David Shaw? Eleven years in Palo Alto on the farm, ninety three and forty five, pretty damn good record. Yeah, I mean amazing staff continuity. We were looking back. They both came over with Harbaugh in 2006. Both he and uh, what the defensive coordinator uh, Lance Anderson. Yeah, and, and then and then their OC played for them. Pritchard played. Yeah. What did he start? He was yeah. He was playing. He was the uh, quarterback in when they upset Stanford. As, yeah. or, I'm sorry, USC is like a 40 point dog. That's right. So they've all been there for the last what 16, 17 years, uh, and they've done great. But there has been slippage, like you mentioned. Two of the last three seasons losing records. Also, their philosophy. They were yeah. like a ground and pound team. Now they're kind of a finesse team. And we'll get to that because um Patty C alluded to this, but Tavika Pritchard, their former quarterback, now their offensive coordinator, he's back. They were 113th in scoring offense, 126th in rush offense. Well, mm. well, hold on. Wait, wait. Well, I don't get Stanford 126 in rush offense. Yeah. Suddenly they're the least physical team in the Pac-12 North. Unbelievable. That 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 is a tide turning right there. That is. That is very they much. They have been almost the exclusive power football team uh in the Pac-12 there for a little bit. That's what I'm saying. Before, when you were able to power power play some power football, and you hung in with the best college football team <laughs> you in the had land. It. But now it's easy to see a tide turn. There you go. Cal is more physical. Oregon's more physical. Uh, I'd say short of Washington State, maybe. Yeah, you, Oregon State's more physical. Yeah, would you definitely. Say? Yeah, yeah, and Washington's, Washington's definitely more physical. Yeah, yeah. Stanford. Uh, Stanford sissies. Got to get it going. Eighty-first in pass offense a year ago, charting at one twenty-two overall. Yeah. But once again, these stats are diluted. You played twelve power fives. When when look when when uh, when Auburn or when uh, Ohio State or when I don't know whoever when they're playing you know central Central Arkansas yeah and 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 the Ohio Bobcats you can really pad your stats oh yeah when Florida did nothing last yeah. year but hung like seventy on uh, Samford Samford yeah. you can pad your stats twelve power fives this. I feel like these numbers would be a lot better had they had a couple cupcake games. Yeah. Um, ten, but get this: ten of eleven starters back on offense. Your entire offensive line is back. So yes, that was an issue last year. Tanner McKee, their star quarterback, who some say might be the first quarterback off the board next year. Entire offensive line. Your running back, yes, Nathaniel Pete is your one guy you lost. He transferred to Missouri, but EJ Smith, son of Emmett Smith, is their starting projected starting running back. Um, 
They they got their wide receivers back a lot, led by Elijah Higgins. Tight end Benjamin Urasek is back. Um, I mean, the offense should be a lot better. Yeah, I mean, in, in terms of uh, preseason All Conference, uh, three of the three of the uh, five linemen are project, projected as either third or fourth team. Um, and then, like you said, the tight end is second team. So two wide receivers on the preseason All Conference team. So Tanner McKee, who is the highest probably uh, ceiling or from a draft perspective of all of them. Is one of the few that aren't isn't getting uh, preseason all conference love. Um, that in the running back position, like you said, but you said EJ Smith. I saw him get some hype, getting As a little hype. emerging stars, top twenty emerging stars, a little uh, taller than yeah. his pops. His dad was five nine. He's six feet tall. I feel like that happened with Barry Sanders Jr. too. He was he was a little taller. Um, we'll see if I mean the offense has to be better. Yeah, you would think. Can't. I guarantee you, statistically, be it'll be better because they play an FCS game. All right, there you go. Uh, defensively, Lance Anderson, Patty C alluded to, still the DC. Seven starters back on defense, 106th in scoring defense, 127th in rush defense. Soft on both sides of the yes. ball. Yes, 45th in pass defense, charting at 114 in total defense. Man, what is going on in, on the farm? One of four back on the D line, led by uh, sophomore uh, St- uh, Stephen Heron. Um, I also, their highest rated recruit coming in is David Bailey on the edge. I think he might start keep an eye out on him. Uh, their entire linebacking core is back led by Lavani Damuni, uh, and three of four back in the secondary led by Kai blue Kelly from Caillou blue Kelly, their kicker and punter are back Patty C and guess, guess what? I'll just get to it right now. They're three of four back in the secondary, but it's basically in a way kind of four of four because they are bringing in free safety, Pat fields from Oklahoma, the lone transfer in like the past 300 years <laughs> to Stanford football. <laughs> that helps get a little reinforcement. One, what do you make of this team? Uh, well, I think you're right. I think the entire offensive line coming back, the quarterback, assuming that he gets a little bit better. Uh, and then I know Nathaniel Pete going to Missouri hurts, but I, th- I do think the offense as a whole is going to be better. The defensive backfield, like you said, experienced front seven an issue on defense though, based on how hard that schedule is 11 power fives in an FCS. I don't know if bowling is a realistic goal here, but four and a half is the number here. Yeah. I mean, let's get to it in a second, but first let me get us paid. I want to tell you that the college football experience. Stanford Cardinal 2022 season preview episode. It's brought to you by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com/winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com/wynnbet to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by IP Vanish. IP Vanish is the official VPN of SGPN and they're offering 70% off if you go to ipvanish.com/sgp. That's ipvanish.com/sgp. We're also brought to you by Draft Day 2.0. Yes, Ryan Real Money Kramer, August 9th, noon. All right. Ryan Real Money Kramer of the Sports Gambling Podcast will be drafting for 24 straight hours in the fantasy football marathon that you need to check out. They're going to be raising money for Daryl, who's been a loyal listener of SGPN, who was uh, injured in a motorcycle accident. So uh, we're wishing Daryl the best, and we're going to try to raise some money for him. So head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash draft day for more details. We're also brought to you by uh, Odds Trader. You're probably wondering, hey, what, what what is this Odds Trader thing? Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all the major sports books. Uh, you can you can compare the different sign up codes and promo codes from sports book to sports book to get the best available deal. 
The app gives you player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather, you know, all the good stuff that you need. It also tracks all of your bets so betters can keep records of all your games and your betting activity on the fly. Um, uh, it's just fantastic. Go to oddstrader.com slash blue wire. That's oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. All right, Patty C. We are back talking Cardinal football. Shout out if you're watching on YouTube, shout out to the graphics department. Even though they, they messed up and said Cardinals, it's Cardinal. But the color. they did a good job. Subscribe on YouTube. Because uh, yeah, I mean the college football experience going through all 131 teams. We do this every year. Also subscribe to the college basketball experience. So we're rocking. Patty, see, I got to talk about the portal. They brought in a safety from from Oklahoma. That is substantial for them. However, they lost uh, defensive end Joshua Pakula to Fresno State. Running back Austin Jones to USC. Uh, running back Nathaniel Pete to Missouri. Linebacker Gabe Reed to Utah. Uh, defensive end Andres Fox to Fresno State. Running back Houston Humalaya to BYU. Wide receiver, I'm sorry, defensive end Trey LaBounty to the portal. Defensive lineman Ryan Johnson to Northwestern. And running back Justice Woods to the portal. They clearly lost the portal, even yeah. though they finally landed somebody. <laughs> I mean, if you're only bringing one guy in, even if it is an Oklahoma guy, that's yeah. an L. They can't do it. They can't do it. Uh, it, And this is going to be an L every year we do it because until, until they, I don't know. I don't know how you're going to be interesting to see. Uh, I don't know what the ruling was or if they've even made a decision on that about letting teams over sign and give a bunch of scholarships out. Obviously the restriction on the number of players on the sideline, you would think would be a factor of chaos right now. But if you're, if you're able to, they have enough money, you know, where they could have a billion guys on scholarship if they want. And uh, and even if they lose the transfer portal every year, they should be fully stocked. But uh, if not, they're going to be losing. Yeah, it's tough. Uh, talk to me about recruiting rankings. Recruiting. Uh, Stanford is uh, surprising. Surprising how good they are. Uh, last four or last five cycles: forty, twenty-one, twenty-two, forty-eight, and twenty-seven. So a little inconsistency. Sitting at twenty-seven this year as well. Um, during the current cycle within the conference at seven, three, three, seven, two. And then uh, their four year composite has hovered between 18 and 25 nationally and two and five within the conference. Obviously last couple of years, they haven't played up to that. Um, so you would like to see an improvement, but uh, they are like a, a fringe top 25 or even inside the top 25 recruiting team. Most of the time, which is kind of shocking. It's not their reputation. You know, they don't yeah. seem like, but if you look, I mean, well, a degree from Stanford means a lot in this world. It does. It does. I mean, they had what? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, four stars last year sign. So they keep doing that. There is some talent in that cupboard. There you go. All right. Well, like I said, subscribe on YouTube. You'll see the sweet ass graphic here. Four and a half wins is what Las Vegas is saying on first reaction. Patty C. Do you think five wins is doable for David Shaw and company? Well, let's see if David Shaw is the uh, Pat Fitzgerald of the Pac-12. Does he follow uh, bad seasons with good seasons? Obviously, before it had just been good season after good season. Then he finally had a clunker, rebounded nicely during COVID, four and two, but then another clunker. So, depending on what we have this year, we'll see. But I think they are. You know, I'm going to give you credit. A few years back, you said they're on the downslide, and I think that's going to continue. Look, I want to see them good. 
Yeah. I'm not, I wasn't saying that out of like, Hey, I want them to be bad. No, I just think they're on the downslide. Um, well, so far you've been proven right. Uh, week one. Hey, shout out to whoever does their schedule to put, put a cream puff there, please. The Colgate Raiders, this game. In, I mean, this, they're coming on a far trip to play Stanford coming to the farm five and six last year with the 51 to zero loss to Boston college, getting smart though. You need more of these games. Yes. All right. One and oh Stanford. If you did this and added Kent State, actually Kent State would be a little bit dangerous, but yes, it'd still be better than than what you did with Notre Dame and BYU. Uh so you got a one and oh, right? Yeah. One and oh, and then this is a new segment we're doing for the game on the schedule that uh that that really hits home the, the best, Patty C. I call it our sling game of the year. This is a long rivalry, Stanford and USC. That is week two when USC comes. And with that, I, I will read to you guys uh, our sling game of the year. It's college football season, which means you need the unbeatable coverage of sling TV starting at $35 a month. Sling has all the big games on the biggest channels like ESPN, ESPN two, ESPN three, SEC network, ACC network, Fox, and the big 10 network all for the best price. You can stream on any device, record up to 50 hours with included DVR space and pause uh, or change your service at any time. Check out sling.com for special offer sling the live TV. You love for a price you'll love. Try us today at sling Patty. Oh. C. this is our game of, of the, of the year for us because for some reason, Stanford gives USC fits. They do nine of the last 14 have gone Stanford's way. Um, and, and USC basically said, fuck you to the rivalry by joining the big 10. They could care less about their fans. The history of this game, <laughs> they've been playing each other since 1905. Mm, mm, mm. I think it's a great uh, USC and UCLA put a big target on their back. And, and like we alluded to um, Stanford's won what five of the past eight. And if they just chuck this, yeah, it is uh five of the last eight. Yep. Five of the last eight, the Cardinal have won Patty C this is on the farm Stanford. I mean, USC has rice week one. I mean, I was at this game last year. This, this is the one that got a uh, help and fired. Yeah. I mean, th- this was talk about a dead crowd at USC um, Stanford on the farm though. You're right. Although no, how have they done on the farm? They've uh one, two, I guess Santa Clara. Is that Considered the farm? No. Why did they, they no, play there? That, a that's few the times. Pa- that was the Pac-12 championship. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, gotcha. But on the farm, uh, what? The last time they played on the farm, they won seventeen to three. Stanford did. the The game before that, they beat the beat USC twenty seven ten. The game before that, USC won thirteen ten. The game before that, Stanford won twenty twenty one fourteen. The game before that, Stanford won thirty seven thirty five. So really, for USC the last won. Five. Yeah. Man, I. Don't know if I see that trend continuing, but it's early for USC to be trying to gel. They are catching them at a good spot. That the road trip. Should we have a little fun? Should we give Who's Stanford the better some? quarterback? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, I would say uh, Caleb Williams is the better quarterback, but I think Tanner McKee may be further along, especially with that offense. I don't know. Um, I'm not gonna. Maybe we should pick Stanford here, though. <laughs> I mean. History tells us we should take the Cardinal. Yeah. Let's even do it. last year. I'll do it. I'm, I'm going to have a little fun. I'll, I'll throw Stanford a bone here. I don't know if I'm going to do it when we do the USC preview. <laughs> <laughs> I give the Stanford fans something to have fun oh, with. Oh, man. 
I'm not taking it. I'm not taking it. Ha- live a little. No, you don't have to take it. I'll one and one. It. They get a bye week. That's another thing that sucks is they get their bye week here. They they have to go through this gauntlet and they get their bye week in week three. Yeah. Terrible. What Why? athletic director? What are you doing? <laughs> um, then they head to Husky Stadium. Kalen DeBauer, Michael Penix, the Huskies. I got that as an L. They went four and eight last year. They weren't much. Uh, what was the score of this game last year? Uh, I, think, I think they got smacked by Washington. Washington beat them twenty to thirteen in okay. Stanford. Um, so I guess yeah, in Seattle you got to go Washington again. You got them at one and two. I got them at two and one. I'm got them. They got back to back away here. They head to Autzen. <laughs> Haven't they been a little bit of a thorn in a they have. Oregon side? They have. They have last year being one of them. Um, they're what kept Oregon out of the CFP essentially. Wow. Um, this is actually a pretty decent series here. Almost. Uh, in fact, I think Stanford has the lead if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, sports reference again, always missing some of them, but 47 to 34 in Stanford's favor. So um, yeah, I'm going to all time. It's actually 49 to 35. Aha. Gotcha. Um, so in Stanford's favor, yeah. there we go. So this is a pretty significant uh, advantage. 15 games, almost 14 games. Uh, still second end of a, a back-to-back road trip going to Austin. I got to go Oregon here too. I'm I don't know though. He's getting landing early in his tenure. So two new coaches uh, in pac 12 play. Who does Oregon have the week before Washington state and Pullman? I don't know, man. I'm taking Oregon. Oregon has a er- tough early part of that schedule. Look, I'm going to take Oregon too, but Stanford, uh, there's a couple factors that make it possible for Stanford to fare better in these games than you would think they would. All right. Well, October 8th, my Beavers come to town. We go listen to our Oregon State preview. I am on the Beavers winning this game. Man. What happened in this one last year? This was uh, 35 14 in Corvallis in favor of Oregon State. Guess you got to say the same, even though it's in Stanford this year. I don't know if I have them zero and three in that stretch, but I do feel like the USC game was a little bit of a gift. So probably two and three at this point <laughs> in the season. I'll even join you on that. All right, they get a second one somehow. Yeah, two and three by October fifteenth, where they play in South Bend at Notre Dame. Dude, that four game stretch at Washington, at Oregon, hosting Oregon State, and then at Notre Dame. The game before that is USC also. So, yeah, good lord. Uh, okay. So <laughs> that's probably a loss. At yes. Notre Dame. Yes. Uh, although another first year coach in the first half of his first season, uh, who do they get before Stanford? Notre Dame gets uh, BYU. They could get a little bit of a body blow. That's true. I'm taking Notre Dame, buddy. It's Two and road four trip. Yeah. Home to Arizona state. This is one they could get, but I still think Arizona state's better. I'm giving I'm giving Stanford another one. Three. I'm not. No. Nope. I'm taking I just think Arizona State's more talented. Well, these uh oh yeah, Arizona State beat them twenty eight ten last year. I, I don't know why I would take that. I guess I gotta go Arizona <laughs> State. I feel like I wanna root for Stanford to, to return to where they were, but last year does not give any indication. Plus, you said nine out of the ten are back on offense. It's not yeah. like they're infusing like yeah. I mean that that's gonna lead to what you would think would be a 
incremental improvement, but it's not like they're adding Michael Vick to the equation here. I'll know? say, okay. I don't know. I mean, after Arizona state, they're at UCLA. That's probably a loss too. <laughs> the schedule's insane, dude. Uh, UCLA beat them in a decent game last year, 35, 24 on the farm. I'm going to give them one of Stanford and UCLA or uh, Arizona state and UCLA. So I'll have them at three and five with four games left. I don't, Sorry. I don't they're home to Washington state Stanford stadium. I'll say this between Arizona state home game and Washington state home game. They'll get a third win. There you go. I'll give them a fourth win against Washington state. I actually like what Washington state watch out for Cameron ward folks. Um, then that's going to be the quarterback of wazoo. If you didn't know, uh, then they head to rice Eccles. Most likely a loss there. Uh, what have they done? Most I likely. mean, yeah, 52 yeah. to seven last year uh, in Stanford. Gosh, Stanford sucked last year. Sorry, Cardinal fans. You guys weren't that good. They get a back to back away here. They're at Cal Memorial stadium. The greatest ending in college football history back another, in 82, another 30 point loss last year. I got Cal Yeah, on the road. Yeah. And especially after a body blow from Utah. Yeah. Back to back road. And then you finish up with another body blow BYU at Stanford stadium. I'm on the under three and nine for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll call four and eight, but yeah, I'm on the under as well. I'm on the under. I mean, that's with you giving them a USC win. Yeah. <laughs> uh, three and nine probably is invest in football. It's a great business model. All right. It worked out well for the NFL, right? It's kind of hard to hate on them uh, and say they're not invested when they're pulling in top 25 recruiting classes, you know, invest more. Yeah. You have resources. <laughs> How about invest in a different athletic director? Who's going to be a little nicer on you, you know, Hey, uh, chalk it up to supporting local athletics. Go play. Uh, <laughs> who's who, who are the FCS teams nearby? UC Davis. Yeah. You see da- any of those. I mean, like Sacramento state, yeah. Uh you could play San Diego. Help fund Bay Area football. Eastern Washington. And give yourself a W in the process. Idaho Vandals. Right. Idaho State Bengals. It's Stanford. It's their superiority thing. It's they want to say Portland they, State. They want to have something. I mean, think about the teams that do that. USC, Notre Dame. Stanford. And and Stanford, was UCLA also. And and yeah, yeah. was UCLA. All of those places have extremely high opinions of themselves. Um, hey, guess what? But you're not winning anything, and you could be. So take it down a notch, get off your high horse. Agreed. And actually try and win. And we, we are rooting for you. I hope yeah. I'm wrong here. All right. But I am going to take the under in the Stanford Cardinals, folks. Subscribe to the college football experience. And also remember, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Jared Haas doing a decent job at Stanford. Let's see if you can get him into the NCAA tournament this year. Where are the fans at? I challenge anyone listening to this from the University of Stanford to show up to your fucking games. What's happening in society? Support your your local college football and basketball team, folks. Uh, also, subscribe to the College Football Experience and College Basketball Experience. And we're also on YouTube. Remember to subscribe over there. Also, check out all of our other podcasts. I mean, sports gambling podcasts already doing NFL preview. Uh, for every single team. If you're a 49ers fan, if you're an Oakland Raiders, oh, Vegas Raiders fan, whoever your team is, it's over there. Check it out. We just had Pat McAfee on the show, Mike Leach on the show. Just go listen. It was a lot of fun. Um, and all of our other 
I mean, what college baseball experience? Me and Noah Beenick. Stanford keeps a good college baseball team. Oh yeah, Just check it out. Check it out. California baseball, and you know, San Francisco Giants—they love their baseball up there. That's what I'm saying. NBA gambling podcast with Terrell Furman Jr. Warriors doing it again. Listen to that. Uh, get the SGPN app. Hop in the Discord channel. Talk uh, sports with us. Sports gambling. Pretty much every sporting event you could think of. Check it out. Sports gambling podcast slash disc or sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. All that good stuff. And remember youtube.com uh, slash the college experience. All right. Do it. Boom. Do it, folks. All right. This is the college football experience. Stanford Cardinal style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. and I drink and um, I don't have stress and I'm healthy. It's easy to see a tide turn. Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're using, you're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. Our football team right in the top ten for the last eight. Finally. Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off!